So it is November 10th, 2019. I am just chilling out on this Sunday before uh, Veterans Day. And if uh, if you've been following uh, the Head the Gong podcast, then I left you sort of on a, a cliffhanger about a, a health scare that uh, I was in the middle of. And if you are listening to this on the Integral Health Resources podcast, well, uh, you have not heard from me in a very long time. Um, so here's the deal. Uh, either way, um, just to get everybody sort of caught up, uh, if there is anyone listening at all. I uh, Several weeks ago, I went to get some routine blood work for a physical and my white blood cell count was high. My doctor thought maybe that was because I had some sort of infection or a cold. So a few weeks went by, I got the blood work done again, and the white blood cell count and lymphocyte count was higher, which really concerned her, so she referred me to a hematologist. And that hematologist was basically doing some more blood work on me, trying to figure out, did I have some sort of viral syndrome uh, like mono, or did I have some kind of blood cancer, like chronic lymphocytic leukemia? And I had this agonizing wait uh, at one point where I was just waiting for this appointment with this uh, with this doctor to find out, basically, do I have mono or do I have leukemia? And I believe that's, uh, that's where I left off. Um, so it's just not to keep everybody in suspense. It turns out I do have leukemia, CLL, chronic lymphocytic leukemia. Um, to be honest with you, I'm not Googling a ton right now about what that's going to mean. So now I'm in this other sort of limbo phase where I gave some more blood to the hematologist and for the past couple of weeks, his job is to determine uh, what is called the prognostic factors. So obviously, when you're diagnosed with cancer uh, of any kind, I mean, there's a it could mean different things depending on your individual case. Um, and so I have an appointment with this guy in uh, a week from tomorrow. And at that time, supposedly, I'm going to find out more or maybe something even definitive about my prognosis and treatment uh, scenario. I don't know. I don't really know even uh, how 100% clear that's all going to be on the 18th. I just know there's a huge range of news that I could potentially hear a week from today. So this chronic lymph lymphocytic leukemia is a type of blood cancer that you typically wouldn't even get until you were, you know, about seventy. Um, and the fact that I have it at the age of forty-eight is already a sort of a, a checked in the in the a box against me because that's in and of itself very rare. And apparently, there's no. There's no way for anybody to know why uh, why this happened. When I asked him about potential causes, 
he mentioned that people in rural communities that were exposed to pesticides or someone exposed to a, a lot of radiation um, would have a higher chance of getting this. Um, none of those things apply to me. Uh, neither of those things do. Um, apparently, there is not a strong hereditary component. Now, just coincidentally, my father was diagnosed with chronic lymphocytic leukemia. Um, it was toward the end of his life. He died at the age of 68 of congestive heart failure. And if my memory serves, uh, somewhere in his 60s, he was also given this diagnosis of CLL. And because he was already dying of congestive heart failure and COPD, the CLL never factored in. Um, I don't think he ever had any real symptoms of it. It stayed dormant. But it, like I said, I don't know how long he had it and how long the his his leukemia was even a factor for him. But he, he died of the congestive heart failure. So in my case, again, this, this whole thing with uh, prognostic factors, they, they take your blood again. They can do other tests. Uh, he actually, the doctor ordered a um, bone marrow biopsy, but my insurance, there was questions of whether it was that was going to be covered, and they just keep telling me they're going to get back to me, but now I'm, I'm a week out from my appointment, and I still haven't had that bone marrow biopsy. So I don't know if that's something to come or if he's going to have enough information from this last round of blood work to tell me basically what what uh, I can look forward to or not look forward to. I don't know even if it's a matter of there are subtypes to this kind of cancer or it's just they look at your genetic markers and certain other markers and they can put you into different categories and they can stage your CLL. And if you have bad prognostic factors based on all that, uh, you you could go from where I am, which is presumably at stage zero. I don't have any symptoms. I feel other than, you know, the psychological stress of having been diagnosed with cancer and not knowing what, what that means, which is considerable. Um, other than that, you know, I feel the same as I always felt, but I guess the, this range could be, if you have negative prognostic factors, you could start, you could go from stage zero to, bad stages in a matter of months and then you're getting you know uh, major chemotherapy or bone marrow transplants and you may or may not survive that and things can go south um, fast if you have better or good prognostic factors um, the disease can stay in what they're calling the indolent phase which I guess is the phase I'm in now for a much longer period of time and it could be that I might uh, go years without really anything happening, and they would just sort of watch and wait. But then eventually things will happen. And again, right now I'm not doing a whole lot of research because it's not, it's not good for my mental health. So when they say, you know, things will start happening, I don't even know what those things mean. I know that, you know, I have some form of cancer in my blood, and your blood goes all over the place. So I don't know, I don't know what that means if... The cancer just spreads, and then, and you just start to have problems wherever that wherever it goes, and 
and they have to do chemo or whatever else they have to do, depending on how that manifests. Either way, it's obviously terrifying. But of course, I'd rather have the this isn't going to do much for years thing instead of months because, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really obviously it's it's a head fuck. I have no idea just as when I was waiting for the news. Do I have viral syndrome or do I have leukemia? The difference is is huge. And so the difference between you have good prognostic factors or bad, again, is everything to me right now. So I can only approach it the way that I that I did during this the last uh, phase where I was in limbo. I just have to hope for the best and prepare for the worst. Um, if it's the best case scenario, you know, I could, again, be in this indolent phase for a while. Maybe the treatment, when I first start to get treatment, will be some pill form. And, and again, the longer you hang on, there's a, always progress being made in this kind of stuff. And maybe there'll be some better treatment in a few years. And, and, I, and it's conceivable, again, if I had the, the good prognostic factors that I could live for decades even. But even when you think about that, you know, I'm only 48, so the idea that uh, years or decades is the best case scenario still doesn't put me into old age. But again, you know, treatment breakthroughs could happen. Uh, right now, obviously, the fear is that the prognostic factors are not going to be good, and I'm going to have a near-term future full of suffering and worrying about dying and all this. So that's where I'm at. Um, it might seem weird to talk about all this on a podcast, but I, I think the reason I'm doing it is this is maybe a good place for me to just get the shit out of my head. Um, the Head the Gong podcast is just kind of a very general, this is my life. It's been more focused on creativity and music, the creative process uh, my sense of uh, my own spiritual life, what uh, what that means to me. The Integral Health Resources podcast, I really stopped doing it because I didn't have much to say. Um, I'm a school counselor, an elementary school counselor, and I spent the early episodes of, of the Integral Health Resources podcast kind of railing against um, sort of mainstream mental health uh, points of view that I just didn't really agree with. And I really beat that dead horse for a while and was kind of just repeating myself and uh, didn't, just didn't have much else to say. And now, of course, this is obviously relevant to health and everything else. So it may be that, uh, or it will be, that the sort of new theme moving away from um, maybe, uh, alternative mental health perspectives will be just my personal experiences with going through, uh, this cancer situation, but we'll see. I mean, obviously right now that's all I can focus on. I'm a week away from finding out, maybe finding out, um, what this, what this is going to mean for me. Um, it's obviously the biggest existential situation that I've ever been in. And it's been, it's been difficult. Anyone out there that has had a cancer diagnosis, I'm sure it's, they can relate. Um, so yeah, that, that's where I'm at. It's, uh, 
obviously once I meet with the doctor on Monday and get more information, I'll, you know, I will have a lot more specifically to say. It's strange back back when, um, when I was, when leukemia was just a possibility and I thought it was just as likely I could have a viral syndrome. I did read about the CLL in more detail, but you know, a lot of it's scary, you know, the, the, negative road you could go down is terrifying and that's just um not what i need to be focusing on right now i mean i have to go to work and live my life and um i don't want uh you know to stress myself out unnecessarily but obviously you can't one can't fool themselves i mean there's this background um just sense that uh that I'm not, I'm not thinking in depth about certain things. That I'm, that I'm sort of uh, avoiding certain lines of thought. But you know, that's you don't know what you're going to do in this type of situation until you're in it. Um, and again, I just don't know what to tell people. Uh, obviously, my my wife and my family, everybody's upset to hear this news, and everybody wants to know. Well, what does it mean? And some people do some research on their own and find out that there are people with with this disease that live a long time. And it, for them, it might be just kind of like a chronic illness, like diabetes, and it doesn't it doesn't uh, seem like a death sentence. But there are others that uh, it, that's not the case for. And so, and I guess until until we know, if we know, again, I don't even have a perfect sense of whether the that's how it works this doctor is going to be able to tell me here's what's going to happen it might just be i have to live with a certain degree of uncertainty and all i'm going to know is the likelihood of things going bad faster or slower and i don't think they can really ever tell when you have again you have cancer in your blood and your blood's going all over the place what that's going to mean and how it's going to manifest when things start to happen. Um, the doctor did tell me, he said, well, this will be a problem for you. I mean, at your age, you are not going to um, be like a, you know, a 75-year-old who has good prognostic factors where it just doesn't really come into play because that person ends up living a normal lifespan, which is to say, maybe five or ten more years, and then passes away of something else. Um, so this is going to uh, manifest itself one way or another well before I'm an old man. So, uh, yeah, it's strange. I always, I guess I've done thought experiments before where I wondered how I would react if I found out I had a terminal illness. And again, it's not like I know I have X number of months or years or to live. That is nothing that definitive, although it could come to that at some point. And you always think that you are going to, uh, you know, seize the day and just do all the things on your bucket list. And But really, uh, that may or may not be the case. I mean, so far for me, that hasn't been the case. I guess partially it's because I don't have a sense of exactly what my situation is other than, you know, I have this disease and there's no cure for it. Um, 
But another another thing that I guess never really occurred to me is if you're if you're told um, you have a terminal illness and you have so many months or years to live, obviously it depends on what that illness is and what what that would mean in terms of suffering and treatment. Uh, you could obviously, if it's one of those things, like it can be with cancer where you don't know when or how this disease is going to take you out and how much pain and suffering that's going to entail, then you could spend your whole last months or years just terrified waiting for shit to happen and not, uh, not seizing the day because it, it doesn't work like it does in a thought experiment where you would know it's not like you're on death row and you just know you're going to be perfectly healthy and fine for say that two year window. And then on that, on the day, two years, you just suddenly die. That's, that's not how this works. So, um, anyway, obviously, uh, it's been difficult in my head is, you know, I can't control my thoughts. So, my thoughts are going where they're going and I'm having to do things like, uh, just yesterday I had to do a whip, a last will and Testament and living will and power of attorney and all this stuff because yeah, I never thought about such things before as a 48 year old person who's thought he was in, you know, peak health and great condition. And this is not something that would be on my mind. And now I'm, uh, I'm in a completely different position where I am very focused on how this could affect my wife. And I have to make sure that, you know, my quote unquote affairs are in order. Even that is just, there's, there's a sense of all of this just seems surreal. There is a sense like this isn't happening. This, you know, this is just, especially because I don't have, uh, physical symptoms now. Which again, it's not unusual if you're at stage zero, you're not going to. But when when you're walking around in seemingly perfect health, you realize things like, for instance, had I not had the initial blood work done um, by my primary care doctor, I would have no idea. I would just be living my life as happy as ever and with no symptoms and I would have no clue that I had... Uh, I had cancer swimming around in my veins and, uh, yeah, it's, it's strange. Um, it's a terrifying, but I have to admit interesting process that's happening. And, um, I don't know. I think I want to continue to, to podcast and write and, and express myself because that's what I do. And, um, why, why stop, you know? Um, and I think maybe I need this, I need this outlet to, to talk this shit out because, you know, like we just went out with some friends, my wife and I for a beer and some dinner last night. And, you know, I mean, it was never mentioned. Of course, they knew that I had this diagnosis and I've not seen or spoken to them since they found out. And it's not like, we just talked about that. I mean, it seems like it's more uncomfortable for other people than it is for me. I actually don't mind talking about it and, but I, I am mindful of how it affects others. So when I call my mom on the weekends and I'm not uh, telling her 
about what's been going on in my mind uh, with regard to this diagnosis and my fears about this upcoming appointment. And I don't talk about it with my wife that much, again, because I'm mindful of how it affects her. She's going to, obviously, she's going through a lot too. And she's dealing with it the way she deals with it, um, which would be different than me. And I don't want to, um, yeah, I don't want to make her more anxious than she needs to be. But, um, you know, I'm sure I'll find either through this podcast and or through certain of, of my friends and family that there are certain people that can can bear um, talking about shit that's, that, that's frightening, that is as frightening as life and death and all this stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm not really sure what else to say. I'm not going to adorn this podcast like I normally do on the Head the Gong podcast with musical tidbits. This is just really to update anyone who, who does listen to this podcast or either one of these podcasts, just what's going on with me. And uh, I do intend to continue to express myself and whatever ways come up for me on uh, one or both of these um, podcasts. Just go to my main website is headthegong.com. And uh, that's where I'm going to be writing and talking and I'll still I'll still be doing music. And um, if I eventually do decide to dive deep into the uh, details about this disease, I may do some more specific things on that on the Integral Health Resources podcast just as a public service. Because uh, obviously there are other people that are going to go through exactly what I'm going through and it might be helpful for them to have a place, uh, yeah, just to have discussions and to just to, to have that personal element of someone that's going through it. Because um, I'm also very, yeah, very mindful of that now that y- you never think this shit's going to happen to you. You know, I am the lead actor in the movie of my life. And so you just don't, you just think, I mean, you know, I've had friends and you you see people go through shit and other people that get diagnosed with cancer and die and go through X, Y, and Z. And it's terrible. But in a certain sense, it's like, well, that's not going to be me. I mean, that's, that's not my world. Um... But then when some shit does happen to you, you realize I'm really not that special. I mean, when I'm in these waiting rooms at, uh, you know, the cancer center and waiting for blood work and I see all these um, people in the waiting room that are going through things similar, things worse even. And you realize that these waiting rooms are full in every city and town and all over the world. There are just tons of people going through this kind of shit. And, um, until it's you, I think there's a level of compassion that's, it's hard to summon. At least it, it was for me. And now I, it's not so hard. Um, I can, you know, obviously understand from a a totally different perspective, just how the story of your life as you're telling it to yourself can just take an absolute turn at any time. And I always knew this in an abstract way, but uh, now it's shit's getting real. Um, and again, we'll see 
we'll see where this all goes because there are so many things that have popped into my mind over the past couple weeks um, that are probably worth me expressing here that, um, again, it's going to be helpful to me just to get shit out of my head, to think things through, to just express myself so I'm not allowing anxiety and, and negative thinking to kind of build up and affect me. Um, but it could be helpful to others who are going through similar things or just have fears. And so, yeah, anyway, um, I think that's all I have to say for now. I just wanted to, for anyone who listened to the last episode of my head, the gong podcast, they're probably wondering, did he, or did he not get diagnosed with cancer? And so I did, and I, you know, got to go forward. What else can you do? And, um, for those who follow the integral health resources, then just just so you know what to expect, I think I will be posting more often, and, and the theme is obviously going to change. I'm still into um, transpersonal psychology and, and the attention economy and and uh, critical perspectives of mental health and all that stuff. And um, again, hopefully my prognostic factors are good, and I'm just continuing to go here for a long time. But, uh, you know, there's this new thing in my life now, and it's it's just the whole point of me doing this is to express myself. And so that's definitely going to be uh, a theme here in the future. So anyway, any, any friends and family that happen to listen, obviously, thank you so much for your support. You really find out how awesome the people are in your life when something like this happens. Uh, my family has been amazing. My wife's family, my coworkers, uh, this, everybody's just been incredible. And, you, and, um, it's too bad. It's takes something like this sometimes to, to have it come out. So, so clearly how much, uh, love and, and support you have. Uh, but, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for it. So until next time, take care. And, uh, Yeah, that's it for now.